Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely roleplayers, where theatrical people play roleplaying games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I'm your compare for this main house production. Here on Merely Roleplayers, we improvise stories to entertain ourselves, and you, the audience at home. And we use role-playing games to keep the story going places even we can't see coming. Because as theatrical people, we're all about maximising the drama. This episode is part of our current main house production, Vigil Playtime. In this production, we're playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat. For now, though, please take your seats in the main house. Tonight's production is about to begin. Vigil. A Merely Roleplayer's main house production. Playtime. Act 4 of 5. I'm Dave and I play Mick the Mundane. Mick is Sheridan's favourite builder, but his life has been getting weirder since he dug too deep and hit a ley line. I'm Vicky and I play Renko the Flake. Renko is a Doom agent on furlough who was assigned to Sheridan and is now convinced something significant is happening in town. Hi there, my name's Alexander Pankhurst and I play Graham the Summoned. Graham's just your average accountant who happens to be a demon and is destined to bring about the apocalypse. You know, just your regular, average stuff. I'm Ellie and I play Percy Byron, the Exile, a Victorian monster hunter and half-sister to Ada Lovelace. Percy tried to time travel to 1666 to stop the summoning of an apocalyptic demon, but something went wrong and she's landed here in the present day. So Pip, can you, can you tell me what, what you saw? All, all I know is that one of your teachers has disappeared. Mr. Spencer came in while we were playing a game and then he got at by a shark. The bell signifies playtime. End of play means end of shark. In a conversation with Pippa, we discovered that her classroom teacher, she said, held her hand and it made her feel warm. We should clean up the sharks, but we should also question this Miss Campbell. So sh- shall we Shall we summon some more sharks? Shark murder? Soak the carpet, apply electricity to it, and electrocute the sharks. Percy, you feel a hand on your shoulder and you hear the voice of Harold Longridge. What on earth is going on here? Graham, in the classroom, you can see the sharks 
rise mm-hmm. suddenly from the now electrified water with their mouths open in silent sharky screams <laughs> uh, and you can you can smell like cooking fish mm-hmm. oh boy peter are going to be right on us for this <laughs> <laughs> like you can see that they're singed and you can see that they're like parts of their muscles around their fins are twitching and bunching yep. as they're electrified and they both begin to attempt to dive once mm-hmm. again. Renko and Mick are outside, positioned out the windows. You see this happen through the windows inside the classroom, and you can also see, you can faintly hear uh, Mr. Longridge's voice from the doorway and see the beam of his torch uh, illuminating Percy. What does anybody do? Uh, I'm going to elbow him in the face. Ooh. Roll plus tough. Do I want to just try and knock him out? Lovely uh, old I job. Get... Do Unarmed attacks do one harm. Perfect. Okay. Oh dear. <laughs> Don't accidentally kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Mother XP. So that's a five. <laughs> you move to elbow him, but because he is, like, you're crouching with this broom handle, he's standing over you. He's yeah. just in better position than you, even mm-hmm. though you're better trained and manages to dodge the elbow and almost like he's not try not exactly fighting but just like on instinct because you moved aggressively belts you with his big torch across the head we know Wait. the yeah. people with torches is a bad idea very dangerous uh, you take one harm you drop the broom handle in the electrified water yeah. and you fall down it, on the safe floor on the safe floor okay <laughs> but you're you're now he's now standing I'm prone and he takes a step back so that he's out a bit more out of your range yeah. and says, I don't understand what's happening here. And he turns to, to run. Yeah. Can I scream, someone stop him? Yeah, I'm going to run in. I think I'm going to run like round the classroom, whatever I've got to do to get back inside to, to go after him. Cool. We'll resolve that and in I'll, a second. I'll dive through the window to start helping with the sharks, I guess. Amazing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So I guess that counts as... Yeah. Charging into immediate danger. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That's, I mean, don't um, just dive through the window. <laughs> onto, onto a table. Onto a table. We're sledgehammer first, so the sledgehammer smashes the window, and oh. I roll on the table. That is a great entrance. Jesus <laughs> too sexy. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's let's go in the classroom. Let's follow Mick through the through the window. Through the window. Graham, you're still secure standing mm-hmm. on your table. Uh, the two of you are at opposite ends of this table bridge now. Mm-hmm. And you can both see that the sharks, though they are moving uh, in a stuttery, uh, electrified sort of way, are attempting to dive down under the carpet where you can't reach them. What do you do? I um, don't just have a gigantic hell sword. Um, I also have a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Which is strapped to my bag. Nice. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to pull that out and unload it straight into one of the sharks. Amazing. Is this like a like a farmer's shotgun that you sort of crack to load it, or is it a pump action sort of tactical jobby? I don't think Graham's got anything vaguely tactical. <laughs> I don't even if he understands what tactical means. <laughs> um, he just goes to the thing that looks ornate and lovely. So it's like a it's like a, it looks like a proper old sort of. Walnut stone. Yeah, it's a beautiful looking gun. Like it is engraved. It is lovely. It just 
it smells of that like gun oil it's just it's real nice it's real nice and yeah um, yeah I unload that straight into one of the shafts alright you're in a pretty secure position here mm-hmm. there's the only thing I can think that might go wrong is you could like the recoil could knock you back off the desk but mm-hmm. I think you've used this gun before you're more competent than that yeah. so I think just deal your harm brilliant take three harm less one for shark skin it's also got a property, this gun, called Reload. Yes. What, what um, does that mean? That just means it's going to be a little bit of scene time before you're able to fire Okay. It. You can't just keep keep going. Yeah, it's not like a bam, 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 yeah. cool, gotcha. Mr. Longridge visibly jumps at the sound of the <laughs> shotgun. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Longridge, calm down. And the sound of breaking glass is <laughs> Uh, Mick, what do you do in the classroom? Um, I think I kind of join in with what what Graham's doing, and I'm not sure if I'd be able to, from the table, get any kind of like downward motion on the shot. You shark, could sort of swing it like a croquet mallet. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a good shot. Yeah, nice. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to attempt that. Okay, are you going for the same one? The same one. Yeah. So like fountain of shark blood from the shell going off in the in the shark, and immediately Mick comes swinging with the hammer. Mm-hmm. I think this is a bit more difficult. Yeah. This is a bit more of a difficult maneuver with a sledgehammer. So roll plus cool. Okay. Seven, but um, maybe it's not seven. <laughs> maybe I'll spend some luck and just do it. Can yeah. I do that? Yeah, okay. Uh, not necessarily in this moment, but at some point this mystery, you're gonna find something weird. I will. Ooh. It says maybe even useful. Maybe even useful. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely weird. Welcome yeah. to your life. <laughs> okay, so it's a 12 now. Brilliant. Uh, you do what you set out to do. What's the harm on your sledgehammer? It is three. Does that, does that finish the shark reduced off? By, reduced by shark skin, it is on its last bins? Yeah. Can I use one of my holds to inflict one extra harm in Absolutely. that roll? Absolutely. <gasps> so the, the momentum from your from uh, cool roll. <laughs> yeah. Because you're just operating totally on adrenaline, you've charged in without really thinking, and your momentum from that roll just carries you into this mighty sledgehammer blow. This all happens in a, like a split second. The shotgun goes off, there's a fountain of shark blood, and immediately in the next half second, there's this uppercut from the sledgehammer that knocks the shark completely up and out of the water and onto its back. Yeah, that makes sense. I can sometimes be stronger than I think. <laughs> you certainly can. Yeah, this is like an example of Mick's slightly freakish strength, Graham. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Graham is enthralled. <laughs> enthralled. Are you enthralled almost too much and the other shark's going to get away? Or are we going to be able to do something? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I've logged the enthrallment for a later, for a later assessment. Yeah. Outside the classroom, Mr. Longridge is on his way back to the school building to who knows what. He jumps at the sound of the shotgun. Renko is en route. Percy is uh, on the floor. What, do I, what does anybody do? I was wondering if I, like, arrive at the doorway of the classroom, like, just as the, like, mix epic hammer swing happens, and I'm just looking at it like, <laughs> how, what is, how is that even possible? And then I just, I'm going to turn and go straight after him. Oh, Miss, Mr. Longridge, Mr. Longridge, we spoke earlier. Um, if I could just have a moment. I'm going to try and calm him down. Okay, roll plus charm. Okay. Have a plus one to charm. That's a 10. Wait. For this move, the the idea of it is you 
you want him to do something for you, yeah. which is like, stop, don't go call the police, yeah. or whatever it is mm-hmm. he's going to do. You have to offer him something yeah. to do that. And it doesn't have to be something tangible. It can be some sort of assurance or something yeah. along those lines. So what what is it that you say or that you offer or, or whatever that causes him to stop? Mr. Longridge, um, is it, we, can expl- we can explain what's going on. We're just trying to help um, solve the problem and, uh, you know, you don't need to worry... Um, but if you could just come with me a moment, like I can explain everything and I'm sure um, you'll feel much better. He, he stops and he turns, both of you standing there in the rain. Uh, it's matting down his, uh, his mane of hair. <laughs> Is it raining? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I think I better so much. And, and he just, he looks scared and upset. I just don't understand what's going on. You said that... You said that you worked for the police or someone, but aren't you that person who... Didn't you used to work for the Heritage Committee? Uh, I just... Please, you don't have to keep lying to me. Just tell me what's happening here. Uh, Let's... uh, Maybe let's go to your office and we can have, like, a... You can have a cup of tea and a sit-down and uh, we'll, we'll go through everything. He, he sort of looks over your shoulder at, like, the, the electrical flashing coming through the windows of the classroom. You see a shark going on. <laughs> Blood yeah. and then And then looks back at Renko's practised, calming expression mm-hmm. that she has been trained to use to calm down witnesses in strange situations. And he says, All right, I'll make us some chamomile. Yeah. What a wetty. <laughs> no, bless him. I think, I think Renko knows that if she can just keep him calm for long enough, he'll, there's parts of it he's just going to forget about. Like, Absolutely. Like, yeah. that's a tried and tested technique. Yeah, if you, can, like, get, if you can get him yeah. away from the situation yeah. long enough and, yeah. and calm enough. Yeah. yeah. Percy, what, what are you doing? I really want to stand up. Yeah. <laughs> Easy, yeah. In and out crouch. Yeah. Do you, do you just scramble to your feet or do you do one of those cool, like, martial artists flip to your feet? Uh, something in between the two of those like a really quick hop straight up onto my feet um, and I'm immediately starting to shoot at the shark that is not currently being eviscerated by my colleagues perfect this shark is it reacted to the shotgun blast by trying to move to like a clear bit of carpet water that it could use to dive Mm -hmm. Uh, like getting out of the way of the the uppercutted carcass of its fellow shark Mm -hmm. so it's there are some tables and bits uh, table legs and bits in the way uh, but you can definitely make this shot it can't attack you from where it is Uh, so how much harm does that bow do the bow does two harm close one harm far i feel like i'm quite close you're close yeah Yeah. so close range is like you could see the whites of its eyes if it had whites and wasn't a shark correct (laughs) if it didn't have eyes like a doll's eye yeah Has it got those like wobbly eyes like you get on greetings cards? <laughs> yeah, it's got googly, googly eyes. eyes. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that makes it simultaneously much funnier and, and much scarier. scarier. Yeah. yeah, sort yeah. of like chaotically whimsical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just turns its head and like moors dripping in victims' blood. Just but it's just horrible. like. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what happens when kids imagine sharks. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. That's why they're dangerous. Where does the arrow hit it? Right between the eyes. Right between the eyes. Uh, for two harm, minus one for its shark skin. Okay. 
it looks still in pretty decent shape, uh, yeah. but you've definitely hurt it with that. I'm just going to keep reloading and shooting. Okay. And I'm really quick at the, like... Yeah. You are a practised archer and can reload from your quiver and fire very quickly. Mick and Graham are seeing arrows sink into this shark. Do you do anything or do you just leave Percy to it? I mean, I feel like I was really lucky hitting that other shark, so I think I should stop. <laughs> um, are you, so you're going to stop doing that. Uh, Graham is not going to reload. Mm-hmm. He's going to whip out the Magnum. <laughs> oh my god, how much stuff do you have? I, I came fully loaded. I came fully loaded. I love the idea that he's got this shotgun on his back all of the time and we're only just noticing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, no I, not, I don't wander around with it, but I knew I was going out, so I was like, I'll bring my Magnum, I'll bring my shotgun. <laughs> you, were, you were like on the top of the van, like, just clinging on just with yeah, the yeah, yeah. strapped on and we, we didn't notice yeah. we did that whole slow-mo walk across the field yeah. as well and yeah. again he was like Told and we're that. just like to, to Alex's credit he did say he had a shotgun when you were doing the slow yeah. walk across the field I know but I feel like we still just didn't notice I feel like for most humans you have this like weird mirage thing about mm-hmm. you right so I think even weapons people just don't quite register if you've I, got them yeah, yeah. I buy that it, it yeah. just folds into the whole sense of people yeah. just look at me and go I don't really want to speak to <laughs> I don't want to spend any more time looking at this thing than Weird. I have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so where do where do you pull the magnum from? Is it in a holster? Is it's, it in your waistcoat? Um, it's in a holster, just strapped to my thigh, Han Solo style, because <laughs> easy access. Sure. Um, and I obviously shoot first. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm gonna plug one into the shark that we were already shooting at. The damage it does is, if I'm allowed to just do this, yeah. it is. <laughs> Three harm. He's a great person to have in this situation. (laughs) I can't believe we were worried. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so three harm minus one is two harm. It has one harm left that it can take. What finishes it off? Is it the electricity or is it Percy? Well, I mean, obviously I would like it to be Percy. (laughs) So tell us how you administer the coup de grace. Uh, a coup de gras, sorry. Mm-hmm. Coup de gras. <laughs> uh, well, it's like a cup of grass. <laughs> the cup of grass. Oh, no. I offer it a chamomile tea. Um, <laughs> that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, my arrows have been pretty constant, and I just get extra angry that it's not dead yet, and aim one final arrow that goes straight through and splinters directly down the shaft of the first arrow that I shot between the eyes. Such a marksman. And its googly eyes roll back in its head (laughs) and it just slowly sinks beneath the carpet. Oh, yeah. Arrows and all, interestingly enough. Mm. The the arrows, though they were not part of the shark, do go with it below Mm. the carpet. Curious. It looks like a really disgusting version of those um, pineapple and cheese hedgehogs (laughs) that you get at, like, 70s dinner parties. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Those delicious. Oh, they're delicious, but they look disgusting. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And all this happens in the time it takes for the final echo of the bell to fade away. And all that's left is the the smell of gunpowder the crackling of the electricity still running through the water and the the gentle lapping of the water at the edges of the classroom (laughs) and the sound of the rain on the roof. It must smell so bad. It's awful. I love it. It's like wet dog because the carpets, all carpets Mm -hmm. are gross and then you get them wet, that is bad times. Yeah. And then there's like burnt, dead fish. 
it's all bad. Yeah. It's all, but Graham Graham's quite happy with this smell. He's like, there's an there's there's cordite, there's burning, yeah. Yeah. there's fish, it's there's weird damp home. smells. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of happy apart from the damp. The damp's a nuance that yeah. I quite like. Yeah, it's like a nostalgic to, smell. Um, to show off because I've left. I've obviously lost the broom handle. Can I just shoot an arrow at the socket to turn it back on? <laughs> yes. Amazing, thank you. <laughs> and I do it like almost immediately after killing the shark. I don't even blink. I just swivel and shoot the socket to off. Amazing. Yeah, it works just like a Star Wars door control. Like shooting it can either turn yeah. it on or off depending on what its state it's in to start mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And Perfect. so there's there's a long quiet moment as all three of you catch your breath. I think there's an, I, I audibly exhale because I've held my breath the entire time. <laughs> Alright lovies, it's me Matt, your compere, just emerging from the wings to stretch my legs in the interval. If you're into theatre and tabletop role-playing games, and all the fun stuff that can happen when they overlap, then there's a show coming up that I think you need to know about. And if you're not into those things, well done for sticking with us this far. The show is a semi-improvised panto, specifically Jack and the Beanstalk, created especially for streaming and drawing on role-playing games as part of the process. The community experience of sitting together in the same space as a theatre audience is something we've all had to miss out on this year, and Panto depends on a really amped-up version of that community experience, where you, the audience, are also a character in the show, with your own lines. Except it's not like that anxiety dream, because enough people around you always know the words, and there's enough repetition that you can always pick it up. Like when you can join in with the chorus the second or third time round, even if you haven't heard the song before. This show's looking for ways to bring that experience back to 2020. Jack and the Beanstalk is happening at 8pm UTC this Friday and Saturday, the 11th and 12th of December, at twitch.tv slash rollflipstream. You'll recognise our own player and sound designer Natalie Winter among the cast, and I'll be there hanging out in the chat on the Friday, presumably typing, oh no it isn't, in all caps. Info and links are in the programme notes for this episode. Next, just before I head back to the wings to call beginners for the next scene, Sheridan Town Council are sort of hovering around me, fidgeting and giving me significant looks, which I think means they want me to read you this brief message. Sheridan is twinned with whispering pines the not-so-ordinary summer camp for those hazy days and chilled summer nights. Campers laughing, fireflies glowing, campfires crackling long into the night, and a gaunt, cruel monstrosity forever hiding just out of sight, always asking, what do you do next? You can find out more about Whispering Pines and meet some of its eccentric camp counsellors, played by me, Nat, Josh and Strat from Merely Roleplayers, in the Sleepaway one-shot, now playing on What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast. Available on the What Am I Rolling website and wherever you find podcasts. Okay, now that's calmed the council down, please can you all take your seats once again in the main house, as we raise the curtain on Vigil, Playtime, Act 4 of 5. 
The staff room at Sheridan Primary is in the original main building, and it is probably too small for the number of staff. There are pigeonholes, there's a, like a whole cupboard thing on the wall with a pigeonhole for mm. every teacher, with bits of post and work and stuff spilling out of them. Uh, there is a little, a little kitchenette with like a big tub of instant coffee granules uh, and a dirty kettle. And yeah, Mr. Longridge opens a, a locked drawer in the kitchen and gets out a, chamomile t- a couple of chamomile tea bags and starts putting a brew on. And you can see that he's visibly trembling. Mm-hmm. But you can also see the slightly wrinkled brow that you often see in people who are right in the grip of the emission effect. Yeah. That he is trying to reconcile what he remembers with what he knows is true and finding things that are a bit off, but, like, not voicing it. Yeah. Because you wouldn't. Because <laughs> you make you sound crazy. Yeah. So as he makes the tea, what do you do? Mr. Longridge, why don't you, uh, why don't you have a sit down and let me finish doing, making that tea, now that you've got the tea bags out? Oh, all right. So I'm just gonna get him sat down and then go yeah. back and, you know, make the tea and... As it's brewing, I kind of want to leave it a little bit because yeah. I know that the more his brain tries mm. to work it out, the more likely it is that actually it's going to forget some key elements. Oh, it's really unfortunate having the leak in the classroom, isn't it, from all of that rainwater? Um, but, you know, I'm sure Mick's in there right now and I'm sure he'll be he'll be getting that fixed right up for you. The le- leak? It has been very wet and those classrooms are very old. Oh, yes, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, it's just it's good it's good that Mick was was on site. Why was he on site? Something's been bothering me. You you said you were part of an organization that deals with situations like this. What did you mean by situations like this? Oh, um situations where old buildings are in uh in need of in need of immediate repair. Yeah, the Heritage Association. Uh Oh, oh, you're you're still doing some heritage committee work. Yeah, here and there. I decided to stay on in the town for um, personal reasons, and they've uh, allowed me to continue to, you know, work within the capacity of the kind of expertise that I was, you know, bringing to the table when I was working with the Heritage Association. And every now and again, Mick will bring me along on a job and have me kind of take a look at something and give him some advice about how we might handle it. Um, you know, that sort of thing. I suppose I'd never thought of those old terrapins as having any historical value but I well, suppose everything does in a certain light well that's it you know in 30 40 years time even a porter cabin can be a historical artifact <laughs> I'm sorry if I if I o- overreacted the the work that you and Mick were, were doing in there it was very loud and I think I got a bit alarmed uh yes um you know that 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 can happen and obviously you've had a very stressful day so you know I, uh, no doubt that's that's all playing into it I have I, I I worry about the email I had to send to the parents I don't think it was very reassuring well you know the, the police are investigating and you know I'm sure they'll have some more answers that you can provide the teach uh, the, the, the the parents and the teachers at the school um you know you've really done the best that you can given the given the circumstances thank you thank you for for saying so yeah well you know drink some drink some of that tea and, and you'll feel much better um can i ask you something while we're while we're here uh, i don't see why not do i need to inv- roll for yeah mystery investigation yeah let's do that okay so i'm rolling plus two shark 
<laughs> Plus sharp. That is a 13. Heck yeah. So again, if you want to talk through like what it is that you're so, trying to find out, so, we'll see if we can fit it. So I think this, I think the the questions that apply to the creature that are in this mm-hmm. section, I'm just going to apply to Mrs. Campbell sure. instead. Yeah. Because that's who I'm asking mm-hmm. about. Um, and we currently imagine that she may not, may be more than human in some way. There's a there's a teacher, uh, Pippa's classroom teacher, Mrs. Campbell. She mentioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. She she been at the school been at the school a while. Uh, longer than me. Yes. Oh, right. She's been at school a long time. Um, yeah, P- Pippa, we went to see them this evening, you know, just to check in because, you know, she's mixed niece and just to see how she was doing. And she mentioned that, that Mrs. Campbell had um, given her a lot of confidence lately to take more of a lead with the other children. And I just thought, you know, what a, what a commendable and excellent um, attitude for a, for a teacher to have. And I was just wondering if you could, you know, I'd, it's the first I'd really come across her name. And I just wondered if you could tell me a bit more about her because she sounds like a, a great teacher. Uh, yes, as far as I know, she is. Everybody at the school talks very highly of her. Yes, she she takes a personal interest in the mm. in the children's well being as as well as their learning. Um, wants to make sure that they're they're forming good uh, productive relationships and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know all that much about her personally. Um, she she took up smoking quite recently which is an odd thing to, yeah. to do for a very su- su- you know later in life yeah it's very strange to to hear of uh, adults taking up smoking yes it's a... made, she's been she's been very hoarse the last few last couple of weeks it makes it uh, makes you wonder what she's really getting out of it but yeah. everybody has their t- teaching's very stressful everybody has their coping mechanisms I, yeah I, I have no doubt um so yeah that's that sounds like a quite the change of behavior i guess in a way is anything else that, that that's been different about her in the last couple of weeks that's or? that's all that really seems to have, hmm. have changed is she, a new habit as you say it's a stressful job so you know anything could make someone take up take up smoking so i think i've spent one mm-hmm. on what sort of creature is it which is asking mm-hmm. about her as a person yeah um, and so you you like the smoking you obviously have a an immediate association yeah or Renko immediately, not not knowing yet whether she's right to or not, but can immediately make a connection with Graham. Yeah, and it just seems like it isn't, you're right, it's an odd thing for a grown-up person to be doing. And then the, there's a question on here, which is, where did it go? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use my one for that yeah. to ask if I, like, yeah. if I can so find you, out where she lives. Yeah, so you could do that either by asking him uh, or you've got an opportunity to, like, go through her pigeonhole yeah. here, which would give you the same result. Yeah, I might might do something yeah. like that. It might make more sense if you get it from her pigeonhole rather yeah. than him giving out another teacher's address. Yeah, I was thinking that it would probably be more like a... Like, I would have to come up with a reason why I wanted to see her, which would probably be something, like, to do with you know, thanking her for what she's done for Pippa or something like that, but it would still be weird for him to just give out information. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe while I'm chatting with him, yeah. I can sort of go over to the pigeonhole and just sort of... Yeah, or on your way out, yeah, maybe. just have a look, like... Because I think it's sort of on the way into the staff room, so yeah, if, he stay, if he stays there with his cuppa, then you would be able to look at the pigeonholes without him seeing you as you, yeah. as you leave. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe I'll... I've finished my tea, so I'll just say... 
is there the so the tea's making you feel a bit calmer i think i might go back and just see if mick needs anything and we'll you know get get cleaned up and get uh, out of here thank you yes and, and don't tell him don't worry about finishing tonight uh, we weren't going to use that classroom tomorrow anyway with the bloodstained carpet and everything so if he if he needs to take another day or two about it then that's absolutely yeah different. i mean i'm sure replacing the cl- uh, the carpet in the classroom will be the be the only only option now that it's got soaking wet so yeah we'll uh i'll, I'll let him know and i'll um i'll see myself out thank thank you yeah and then as i go past the uh pigeonholes that are on the way out obviously uh she's campbell so she's mm-hmm. probably in the top left corner um and i think i'm just gonna swipe everything that's in the pigeonhole on Great. my way past so that i can have a look at it in the corridor nice going yep you definitely find out her address from that uh anything else that you think you want to find out from it i guess there might be like some school work in i mean she's she teaches six-year-olds so there's probably not yeah school work. i was thinking it's probably more likely to be things like her pay slip yeah and that's probably where i figure out her that's where i would get her address from yeah mm. or like any subscriptions yeah and then maybe there mm. would be some things like she's probably got her national teachers union magazine and stuff yeah. in there and what else would be in a teacher's pigeonhole dave Mostly like advertisements, yeah, like, just some junk yeah, as well, like junk yeah, stuff. like educational courseware, and yeah. Stuff. yeah, 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 like depending on what her area of expertise was. Well, she said she's a yeah. I mean, if she's not like a curriculum person, I suppose some places though you might um, end up if there's stuff that you would normally get delivered to home, but maybe get might get delivered to school, delivered to school instead. Yeah. Yeah, just trying to think of anything that in that realm that would be useful. But yeah, oh, there's a half-empty packet of cigarettes in there. Yeah, cheap ones, really, really like the cheapest possible ones that you can get. Yeah, smoking R us cheapo cigs, <laughs> Sainsbury's basic cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other basic cigarettes are available. I'm wondering if this is a good time for me to spend my hold for connect the dots. If you wanna, <sighs> I'm yeah, excited. What, what are you thinking? You've got questions. I've got you can so ask me there about are it. so many choices here. <laughs> For the benefit of the tape, can I just say, as soon as smoking was mentioned, everyone's faces looked massively suspicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were just like, what? Yeah, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a way, like a, a way that, like me with my background mm-hmm. knowledge, or Graham as a demon, would be able to identify if another person? person in inverted yeah. commas is a demon or like is possessed are On there site. like ways that we would be able to know that straight away uh, or, or how are there or I, how would it work to work would that, that be out? a use magic i think then yeah, there has to be a way yeah that, of course there does i think it would um yeah it would be some variation on investigate mystery mm. like investigate mystery what sort of creature is it would mm-hmm. be a way to yeah and you would have to describe like what it is that you do to determine that right but we can just make that up as an in world yeah. and also if you're joining the dots and you're hearing all of this information it could trigger suspicion mm-hmm. in either percy or graham for them to think hold on that sounds familiar mm-hmm. because of these reasons mm-hmm. and at which yeah. point you can then investigate rather than go how do i find that out you kind of yeah, yeah. it would just be up. interesting to establish I guess we will end up establishing mm. like in law in this universe a way in which you would twig that someone is a demon or possessed by a demon yeah. like they smell of bananas or I f- whatever I figure yeah. like a demon can probably recognise another demon if they're not making an effort mm. to conceal yeah. Them. Like, yeah. Graham I don't know whether Graham is making a conscious effort all the time to look human or whether he just looks you human. just look like yeah. this and like you could make maybe if you made a super conscious effort you could suppress the like the weirdness mm. 
I guess you probably can't because it's a core move of the the playbook. I think I think one of the things that I quite liked is when you were talking about why I've got these guns on me. <laughs> Maybe it's like a demonic attack that I know cannot look like a demonic uh-huh. attack. Yeah. So I go, it's going to have to look like a, a an oh, earth it's a magnum. weapon. Yeah. Oh, it's an earth. We- so my, my yeah. I love that. Yeah, so, yeah, that's yes. great. So that so actually I was just you're, thinking about you're, it. you're shooting like fossilized yeah. ink out of your tentacle or yeah. fire or like yeah, something yeah. like that but I've just disguised it as a shotgun yeah. but yeah, like, just the veneer of what it looks mm, like if, to us if yeah. somebody had the third eye or the yeah. second sight or whatever they might see what you're really doing but mm. everybody else sees you shooting off a shotgun which is just like yeah. hurling around like motes of yeah. flame yeah. or whatever oh that would be interesting really to cool, yeah. yeah love it well, I'm going to ask when and where will the next critical event occur okay if we're talking critical event in terms of like this weird thing that is happening yeah. at the school with children's games turning weird. The next day, once everybody's back at school and Mrs. Campbell is once again in in contact with children. Yeah. Can I have some bonus information to know whether or not Pippa needs to be at the school for that to happen? Uh, yeah. Combining what you've learned mm-hmm. about Mrs. Campbell from her post, from what Mr. Longridge has told you and with what Pippa told you, she infused Pippa with something. Yeah. And Pippa, knowingly or not, probably not, used it to turn this game real. Yeah. And it is then used up. It's not in her anymore. Yeah, okay. So Pippa playing games is no longer dangerous. Right. Unless Mrs. Campbell infuses her some more or infuses a different different child. child. Yeah, like Pippa isn't special in this context. Yeah. No, yeah. P- Pippa was a tool. I wonder if... <laughs> <laughs> kind of so mean. unfair. <laughs> so, like, she doesn't have a I wonder choice. if the thing that I find in her pigeonhole is, like, a note that she's written mm-hmm. for herself that is a list of children's names yes. and Pippa's name is at the top and she's crossed it off. 100% that is what you find. Clever, clever, clever. <laughs> um, and the edges of the note are slightly scorched. Oh, Nice. Uh, so, like, as Re- Renko has this revelation, mm-hmm. like, sorts through the post and finds this list, Pippa's yeah. name at the top, crossed off. Like, what is Renko's reaction? Like, is there an outward response? Um, I think I'm going to do that thing where I'm just, like, holding it and looking at it, and then I look up really suddenly, <laughs> like, the thunderbolt of, like, realisation has just hit me, and I go herring off back towards the classroom. Back at the classroom, cleanup is underway. Yes. What does a cleanup being underway look like? Me dragging sharks around. Just like, are we put, are we loading the sharks into your van? I think yeah, we buried them. Could we all could bury them? Where though? School okay, fields? maybe school field. Yeah, school field. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so we <we're>, the <laughs> long jump here. Oh, yeah, that's always the most horrible stuff. Oh, that, that was always a gross experience. But yeah, I was... always a yogurt pot. Yeah. 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 Right. Or just a lid. Yeah, I was going to go for just... Like, the ground's wet, really, yeah, when yeah, the last yeah, few days, yeah. like, digging's going to be all right. Burying. Shark's probably great fertiliser. So, yeah, so we need to bury the shark bodies. We need to rip up the carpet. Mm-hmm. Put that in a skip. There's always a skip in a school yeah. car park. Mm-hmm. True story. And yeah. probably put the wires back in the walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fix mm-hmm. all the electrics again. Fix the plumbing. We'll have to reconnect that, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be hanging around Mick like a bad smell because I'm his apprentice once more. <laughs> Um, and learning all that he can teach me. While I'm shouting at you, clean up the dead stuff. Oh, yeah. You, your job is dead stuff. Okay. 
Actually, with your your um, expertise, you could probably put them like dig the hole, put the stuff in the hole, set it on fire, mm. and then cover it up with more earth. Oh, so oh, extra disposed. I mean, I can absolutely try. Do I have to roll for that? Or? Really, it, oh. Is it a use magic to just randomly use magic set just stuff be like, on fire? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's definitely use magic. Yeah, yeah. We fire yeah. on some sharks. Yeah, yeah. if you want to do something like that, sure. Yeah. So we, we've dug a hole, and then and then I yeah. I light my cigarette. Um, the process of digging the hole sucks. Yeah. yeah. It is not it's really wet. It's really muddy. It's still raining. Mm. You're just absolutely filthy by the end of the time that you've managed to d- dig this hole big enough for three two-metre sharks. Or no, two two-metre sharks. Or, or, two or am sharks, I filthy? I don't know. Are you not? Yeah, pristine <laughs> seats. I think that would be the funny thing yeah, if, my, yeah. if I can't quite imagine how wet clothes would look. So I look... Completely fine. Oh, it's freaky. Still, still no shoes, <laughs> and I'm just digging a hole. Incredible scenes. All right. Yeah, and heave mm. to right, the two sharks. Uh, one bifurcated. Yeah. Uh, one with a great big shotgun hole in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, my shark just disappeared, didn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. yeah. It's only two sharks. Yeah. You can sit this one out if you want. Have a cup of tea. <laughs> You're no, doing all the <laughs> And whoever kills the shark has to bury it. Uh, that is exactly the rule. It's not like when you kick a football into a field. You're not the one who has to go, no, yeah, that's not how it works. No, that is the rule for shark killing <laughs> and okay. for footballs into okay. other people's gardens. It's a different rule for if you cook the meal, you don't then have to clear it up. So, yeah. I mean... Technically, if we're true. talking about cooking the sharks, that was you. So that's why we're doing the, the yeah. cleaning up. Yeah. True. So you heave these two sharks yeah. into this hole. I take a nice long big drag of my cigarette and then just blow the smoke into the hole that kind of just covers everything and there's a slight pause and then you just hear this So roll plus weird. This is good. Um, plus one weird. That is a fail. <laughs> um, so that is, uh, it's a, a massive five. Well you get experience. I get nice. experience, just gonna mark that down. Get that <laughs> Oh Christ. Also, this is very on brand for Graham. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. He's like, I'm pretty sure I can help here. Maybe, maybe not. And basically, Percy's just gone overboard. Like, no, we need to properly destroy yeah. these Salt shark and burn. boys. <laughs> That's probably procedure. Shark boys. Yeah, yeah. Old school procedure. Mm. As far as you can tell, Graham, this did what you wanted it to. The sharks go up. Oh no! Oh yeah. Jesus! Crackle, crackle, crackle. Yeah. Despite the rain. Despite the rain. Uh, nothing left, mm-hmm. just just ashes in mm-hmm. there, fill in the hole. Mm-hmm. But when you head back to the classroom, Mick and Percy, and probably Renko's got back at this point as well, because mm-hmm. uh, it took a little while to dig that hole. What do they see, Graham, now that the blowback from this spell going wrong has cut your glamour and you look like your true self? Oh, boy. So this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Graham doesn't look like Graham. (laughs) Graham looks like a roiling mass of tentacles. What? I hate tentacles. (laughs) Um, And they're kind of oily and black. There is a a, a sheen to them all. And there's no sort of discernible head or legs. It's just like this constant writhing knot mass of tentacles kind of weaving in and out of each other at which point the 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 roiling mass of tentacles turns to you and goes well
This has been Vigil, a main house production from Merely Roleplayers. It stars Dave as Mick, Vicky as Renko, Ellie Pitkin as Persephone Byron, and Alex Pankhurst as Graham. Sound design for this production is by Natalie Winter, and the theme music is by Alex Pankhurst. I'm Matt Boothman, and I play the supporting cast, as well as editing and producing this episode. We were playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat Productions. You can find Monster of the Week at genericgames.co.nz. Merely Roleplayers is a foggy outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on. Mrs. Campbell nice sounds touch. like an absolute arse. Yeah. <laughs> She's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's your takeaway. She must be very warm. <laughs>